Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Rose Pot is, of course, brought to you by Bet Online. It's playoff time, and the road to Vegas went through San Francisco and Baltimore. Unfortunately for the Ravens, Baltimore and Lamar Jackson, as we'll discuss later on, could not get it done versus Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. But Bet Online is still the place to go for your Super Bowl bets. And as I look right now, the Chiefs, it'll be the Chiefs, of course, versus the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl. Right now, San Francisco is a one and a half point favorite. So, wow, Patrick Mahomes is an underdog again. I think we all know what that means. Bet Online is your number one source for all playoff football odds, stats, trends, and lines with everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props, which is always big in the Super Bowl. So head to Bet Online today to stay updated on all the action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another version of Bill Roden on Sports. I'm Bill Roden at an undisclosed location in New York, in Harlem, USA. Uh, got a, a great guest today, as you introduce in a minute. I'm here with my uh, co-host and friend, the great Jamal Murphy, who's holding it down in Brooklyn. Uh, Murph, what's going on? Not much, man. You know, just uh, getting over the uh, the weekend of football, you know, yesterday's football action. Awful. Uh, you know, some some disappointment for a lot of people. Uh, I guess we'll get into that. Black America. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you know, there, there is, there is a black quarterback in the Super Bowl, so you know. Well, well, we can talk about. You gonna get in trouble, Bill? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Well, okay. I didn't really mean. I mean, I. I, All right. Anyway, it was it was a bittersweet day for Black America. Why we say that? Right. Yeah. Like Baltimore. I was thinking about the cities. I mean, Baltimore is a pretty black city. Yeah. Kansas City, not so much. Yeah. Detroit is a pretty black city. Yeah. You know, uh uh San Francisco, not nah. really not so much. <laughs> they make documentaries about that. <laughs> was that the last black man in San Francisco? San Francisco, yeah. 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 But I, I guess I was referring to that. But anyway, um, so uh we're joined by uh great guest, the great Martin Z. Johnson. My colleague at Anscape, an extraordinary columnist, um, really writes some very strong commentary. And um, he was in Baltimore. Actually, we've been in Baltimore together the last couple of games. Uh, we were together uh, when, uh, I think, when Baltimore beat Houston mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. And uh, I wrote off that, and uh, Martinsy had to take uh, – uh, C.J. Stroud did a really nice job with that. Last Sunday, uh, my grandson was born Sunday morning, and so Kasi uh, uh, is his name. So he spared me having to go to Baltimore, which was I, I did not want to write. So, but Martinsy wrote a great column about about you know about Lamar and all that. He probably wrote the column. I probably could not have written because he like just, you know, just this is it, you know. So anyway, I just want to welcome Martinsley to the show. And uh, Martinsley, how you doing, man? 
I, I'm good, you know, still alive. Um, made it through that game. And like you, uh, you know, going into that game, I had high hopes, but I did dread if they actually lost because, like you said, I wrote the column right after the game, but, like, I had the column in my head in case they did lose. Uh, so that helped once once the game was actually over. But, uh, yeah, I dreaded the idea of them actually losing, and I was really hoping that it was not the case, or at the very least – it was a photo finish at the end, but uh, yeah, that 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 didn't happen. Yeah, so um, I, I gotta ask. I got it was a, definitely a great column. I had the it was actually uh, you know some friends of mine in a group chat. And they were killing Lamar, and, and then they they were they were quick to send me your article. You know, so I was like, okay. Um, but what what made you like? What was the thought process? What made you uh, write that article in in that way? You know, what yeah. was it that you were like, you know, we're, uh, we're done with the excuses here? Yeah. Well, at first, uh, I, I don't necessarily want the distinction of, of being the person who uh, shit on Lamar. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, uh, the, it, 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 I guess it called for it. But no, it, it was something I didn't necessarily want to write. But um, I guess one of the catalysts for, for writing it was I was there in 2019 for the second playoff game that he ever had. And they were the number one seed again at home. Um, playing against the Titans. And in that game, I was going into that game, I thought, no, Lamar's played great this year. He won the MVP. He had 43 total touchdowns, almost 5,000 total yards. Like, they were unstoppable. The defense was good. Running game was good. Running game was good. Um, and then they lost. They essentially got blown out. And that one I gave them. And the one before, the Chargers, it was his rookie season, I gave them that one. 2020, less so, but it's the Bills. I can understand at this point, this is year six. He's 27 years old. And again, if it was a photo finish, if he played the way that he did against the Texans, I really wouldn't have anything to say because he proved himself in that he doesn't wilt under the pressure. But unfortunately, that's not the case. He he missed a lot of the passes that he easily made just weeks ago. They just put up 56, 59 points against the Miami Dolphins. He's fully capable of running a high-power offense, and he missed the throws that he normally makes. The interception kind of speaks for itself holding on the ball too long and getting um, and causing the fumble. It was just not the type of performance that you would expect out of someone who we all assume is going to win MVP number two. And yeah, the, the reason behind it was just like, I, I want to be able to defend him. I've defended him long enough, even though I knew in 2019, he probably could have played better in 2020. He probably could have played better, even though he couldn't finish the last couple of seasons. And that could, you know, he, that as, kind of fueled to the criticism that his body can't hold up. I'm like, no, Lamar's got this. I've seen him be very, very good. He's been sloppy before. He's been bad at times. But, like, I've seen him at his best. And at his best, there's few quarterbacks, probably just back from Mahomes, who were better than him. And with this one, I was like, I can't, I'm trying. <laughs> I couldn't find it. Like, And so it wasn't really a, a – I hope it's not perceived as a takedown of Lamar Jackson, but – as far as folks like us, and I think Bill's still a, a big defender of him as well, is like I had to take stock of the fact that he's seen something about the playoffs, and we know that when it comes down to lose or go home or win or go home, you're going to get a little sweaty, uh, you're going to get a little nervous, and you got to keep it together. And he just hasn't been able to do that. And so for me, this doesn't affect if he plays well next season, I'm going to say, oh, you can't give him an MVP because he doesn't play well in the playoffs. That's dumb. But at the same time, he does have to prove to me at some point that he doesn't get nervous and he doesn't kind of 
become a shell of himself just because the pressure's turned up a little bit. Right. Yeah, that's such a great point. Uh, and I think there was a very uh, compelling uh, story uh, Cliff Brown wrote. Cliff Brown wrote, writes for Ravens.com. Mm-hmm. And we were longtime colleagues uh, at the Times. And, you know, but he wrote a column, I guess Lamar was, but it was all about his nerves. Mm-hmm. And Lamar talked about his nerves and how he really got to calm himself down. And I really thought so. I think that, I mean, he did okay against Houston, but he, I think, and I've seen it even before he gets so jacked up. And a lot of people like that. You just cannot control your nerves. And I don't think that he ever got over it. Yeah. I don't think even during the game, I think he was still, and the more stuff was going south, the more he was pressing, yeah. you know. And I don't know if that's a function of of him. Well, I'll say about you, Martez, because, you know, you, you ran track. with the University of Wisconsin ran track. <laughs> and, you know, I ran, you know, I played football more. And I remember, like, my sophomore year was my first year starting. And, man, I would get so nervous. You know, I would just get nervous, man. And and when you're – at some point, you hope to get over it. But yeah. sometimes – I remember the whole season, man. I could never just shake the anxiety, the nerves. Yeah. And, and you can't really function like that. Then the next year, I was a junior, it was almost like I finally played like I was – it was like, like in practice. And – and now, now Lamar, we're talking about that times a hundred, mm-hmm. you know. But you got a guy like Mahomes, and I was thinking about that going into the game. Here's a guy who this time last year was going to his third, his second Super Bowl. No, mm-hmm. it's actually third Super Bowl, mm-hmm. you know. And in the Super Bowl, remember he made so many clutch plays. He had his 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 leg was hurt. He was making plays on one leg. You know, so he's got all this kind of frame of reference to go back on. When I played in big games, you know, oh, I've performed in big games. He just came from Buffalo where he won on the road. And unfortunately, Lamar does not have that frame of reference yet. His frame of reference, like you mentioned, maybe you can look at Houston, but more of the failures. Yeah. Uh, when well, I maybe, did not, yeah, maybe he has that now. That's my, that, you know, this was his first AFC championship game, correct? Right. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, this was a stage that he's never been to, and you're and you juxtapose that with with a guy like Mahomes, who I mean, he he's as cool as could be. You know, he's one of the coolest ever in these situations. He's been he's been to six straight AFC championships AFC championship games. So I mean, I kind of look at it like like that. I mean, you know, like you said, Martinzi, it's a fact. He didn't come through. Period. Yeah. No matter how you look at it, he didn't get the job done. He's not on Mahomes' level. He's not even on Burrow's level at this point. Now, can he, you know, the whole thing is, you know, and, and this is, is he on can he come back next year? Can he learn from this or not? Yeah. I mean, he's going to continue to play well. Like, as we've seen, like, outside of, I think, 2021, he's been pretty consistent. He keeps his turnovers down. Obviously, he can run. Uh, he doesn't do that as much, hence why he's getting sacked a lot there is he waits for the play to develop rather than take off, which – that is the assumption about him, but no, he's going to come back. Right, throw thirty touchdowns, run for seven, eight hundred yards, an additional ten. Like he's going to do that again. He's just a good quarterback. In between that time, I imagine he had something in him. This isn't anything that he can. There's no muscle that he can get bigger, right? There's nothing that he can really stretch. There's really no. I mean, he can work on his accuracy, obviously, but we saw he nearly completed seventy percent of his passes this year. Like he has all of the capability. It's just 
when you get in the playoffs and you don't have a week eight after you, you don't have a week 11 after you. Like if you lose today, it's over. And like I said, he can say he's worked on his nerves and going into this game, he's talked about how locked in he is last week against the Texans where he did not play well in the first half. Then he cussed out his teammates and then he played much better after that. He needed that from the jump or really even he needed that for the second half, really the final seven minutes of the fourth quarter, he needed that, and it just never happened. So I think he can't come back with it. I don't think this is a death nail for him. And, again, I don't, I don't want the, the column to, to be received as such, but he does need to look inward and, and find whatever it need, whatever you need to not make you get nervous in these situations. Because, like you said, with Patrick Holmes, his first AFC championship game, was against Tom Brady, and but for uh, offsides on the Chiefs, they would have won that game, right? right? So Patrick has something in him that doesn't allow him to get nervous. Even when they lost to the Buccaneers, he was running around the field the entire time. He probably played better than Brady in that game, right? So when things aren't going the way they're supposed to, and it's unfair to compare him to Patrick just because no one is comparable to Patrick, but with for for – for Patrick Mahomes, when things aren't going well or things aren't going the way you plan them to, he'll, he'll just make it happen. And Lamar, he has spurts of that, right? We saw that on the bomb to Zay Flowers. We saw that when he caught the ball himself. We saw that on any other place. But throwing it into triple coverage in the end zone because you're trying to force it, like you can't force it. Just be methodical like, like Mahomes can be. So he just needs to turn it down a notch and just find ways to not get too amped up in these sorts of games. And I think he'll be fine because we've seen the best of him. There's some quarterbacks where in the regular season or the postseason, they just, I, and they're always going to be, I, and they're never going to be anything more than that. But like, we've seen the ultimate best of Lamar Jackson. I know he's capable of it. It's just time and time again, he keeps for all intents and purposes failing in that regard. But I know that he has it in him. It's just, he he just can't get nervous. He, He can't react. He just, Play your game as cool as you usually do. Yeah, you know, you know, the games before that, we saw a great game. He played a great game against San Francisco on Christmas Day. I mean, great. And that was going to be the buildup. And there were people who were saying, ah, he's going to get his come up and there, you know, San Francisco and Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey, you know. And they went out there and actually decimated him, mm-hmm. you know. And I remember after that game, it was thinking, you know, it, he proved what Cam Newton was saying. There are people who manage games. And there are people with games changers. Mm-hmm. And he was clearly a game changer. And he comes back and does the same thing against Miami and just completely destroys him. So I think, Martin, that's what you're talking about. You've seen the best of him, yeah. you know. Um, but the play- We saw the best of him last week. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's he's capable. And that's the thing. Like, you can, you can, you can have the, the theory that he doesn't play well in big games, but – we, we've seen him play it just last week. It's just he needed to repeat that uh, against the Chiefs, and he just wasn't able to do it. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you guys a question. So what do you think of uh, Brock Purdy? I'm just curious. I mean, it just kind of comes out of nowhere. But, yeah. you know, here's a guy who, you know, he kind of reminds me, well, back in my day, it was a guy like Bart Starr who played for the Green Bay Packers, you know, was perfect for the Green Bay Packers. You know, it's perfect. You know, didn't make mistakes, did what was asked, you know, just perfect. Uh, Brock Purdy, you know, I mean, he had, yeah, clearly when his, when he didn't have the Ferraris, 
you know, he was like a four. But when he's got the Ferraris, he he's, he's a driver. You know, he's like NASCAR. He said, I know how to drive the Ferrari, you know. So what do you guys think of him? What do you, what do you make of him? I think that, and, and bear with me here, I think that Brock Purdy is the first ever victim to reverse racism. Now, hear me <laughs> out. Hear me out. How most white people talk about Lamar Jackson, how they talk about uh, Cam Newton, how they talk about Michael Vick, is the assumption that they're not they their their baseline is that the person is not good right. and basically you would probably have to win a Super Bowl to prove them otherwise. You can do amazing things like Lamar has done, like Cam Newton has done, like Michael Vick has done, but until you win a Super Bowl, no, you were just a gimmick. You you were just the you were just a product of your system, right? That's the same thing with Purdy. Like there's clear talent there. You just saw that in the second half. Uh, against the Lions. You saw that in the second half of the Packers game. And I've seen this countless times throughout the rest of the season. Now, of course, when Debo's not there, Christian McCaffrey's not there, it's a completely different player. But you know who else would be a completely different player if Debo and Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle weren't there? Practically every other quarterback except Patrick Mahomes, right? (laughs) So he's shown the ability to be good, and also he's shown the ability to keep his stuff together when the game is on the line. We just brought up Lamar Jackson, someone who has struggled with that. Purdy don't struggle with that, right? <laughs> with every moment of that second half, the game was on the line. They had to come back down from, from 24-7. And not only did they tie the game, then they went up by 10, right. eventually went in by three. He can make the throws. He's shown that he can scramble. He can elongate plays. He doesn't wilt under pressure. Now, does he have the strongest arm? Probably not. Is he the most accurate quarterback? I don't think so. But – if you talk about what you need a quarterback to be, particularly in the postseason, Brock Purdy has shown that not only this year, but his rookie season last year. And the only difference, I think, in how he will be perceived is if he was a higher draft pick. So we come in this baseline assumption about him because he's pick number 200, whatever, when if he was a Jared Goff, for example, a number one pick, you say, oh, he he's a, he, he's the prophecy, prophecy come to light. And so – I think it just seems like the only reason that particularly people of our persuasion uh, are very critical of him and compare him to other quarterbacks uh, is he's the dorky white dude who was the last pick in the draft and we just assume that he sucks and that he's a product of the system. When in actuality, watch him a little bit and he's pretty good. I don't want to admit it, but he's pretty good. And we're, and we're just starting to see it. He's still a young quarterback. He wasn't a household name. Like you said, he was the last pick of the draft. That has a lot to do with it. But he's not – when you really look at him, he's not a game manager. Uh, he's t- he takes a lot of chances with his throws. He, we saw yesterday he's running around. That was a new aspect of his game, really, that we got to see yesterday. Um, I, you know, I think he's good, and he's only, he's only getting better. He's a little small. That, that might be an issue, too. But, you know, he, got, he gets some passes batted down, uh, you know, at six foot or under. But um, – that's a, that's an interesting theory though the uh, the reverse the reverse racism. <laughs> Despite what their eyes tell because, you, yeah, because you know, he he definitely he definitely gets a little little too much flack. I think I think he like you said he has Ferraris, but everybody needs Ferraris. Like all these guys, and, and, you know, and, Bur- Burrow has has the best comp, uh, wide receiver tandem out there. Yeah. You know, Lamar Jackson had a great year this year because they gave him some weapons finally. Yeah. You know, all, uh, Josh Allen. 
you know, he has Stefan Diggs and they're trying to get him someone else. That's not enough. So they all need Ferraris. Yeah. And just because you got weapons doesn't mean you know how to shoot. I mean, you know, that, you, know <laughs> you know, I mean, you got to still know how to use your use your weapons. And he does. And, 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 and what would happen if, you know, I, I, that's such a great point, uh, Martinez. I was saying about Tim Tebow. He was the yeah. first white guy who was treated like a black quarterback. You know, now he, yeah, he, but deserved, he actually was bad. Yeah. He, he deserved it, no question. Right, right, right. But, but it was rare that you see a white guy with that kind of height who was just yeah. mercilessly killed. I mean, they just yeah. killed this guy. But even still, you still see more commercials. I mean, you still, you know, he's still in play. You know, he didn't just yeah. vanquish. But yeah, no, that's right about, about Purdy. Um, so we got the Super Bowl coming up. Uh, mm -hmm. It'll be San Francisco uh, and um, and uh, who the fuck? Is oh, Kansas City. <laughs> you know, we talked about this earlier today, Martinez. What more can you say about Mahomes? And my, my fear is that we're going to talk about Mahomes all week, and yeah. then San Francisco can win. You know, then yeah. where where do we go with that? You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like the comparison is already there, and I think they've been there the past couple of years. But to, to Tom Brady, and basically, do not give him an opportunity. Right. Right. So with with Tom Brady, do not let them get the number one. <coughs> do not let them even get into the playoffs, because if you give that man one chance, Tom Brady, he's going to get to the Super Bowl. It's, it's just automatic. And the same thing with Patrick Mahomes with the Bills and the countless mistakes that they made that allow <laughs> uh, the Chiefs to win. And then obviously uh, yesterday with Baltimore, where Mahomes was great really the first two drives and the defense tightened up and they didn't score again after halftime. Right. But the Baltimore Ravens did not take advantage of that situation. And so of course, then the game ends 17 to 10, any team should be able to score. Like if Patrick Holmes scores 17 points, your team should be able to blow them out because something's right. going cat catastrophically wrong. And for the Ravens, they kept giving him opportunity after opportunity and he, they didn't score again, but the pass the MVS that, killed it at the two minute warning. That's the kind of stuff that you cannot give him. And the Ravens did. And so now with them going to the Super Bowl, I have no reason to believe that San Francisco 49ers have a, any chance to win that. Now, again, he's won, he's lost a Super Bowl before, but that's just because he did not have an offensive line. It was right. the three of us and two other production assistants. I can't right. see right now blocking for him in that game. Right. And he right. still almost pulled it off. Yeah. This time around, he does not have that problem. He has every weapon. Now, are the weapons great? Not necessarily, but at least Travis Kelsey is playing much better than he was in the regular season. So the AFC gave him a shot. He got to the Super Bowl. And like like you said, there's really nothing you can say. He's going to figure it out one way or the other, whether it's scoring 17 points, 30 points, 50 points, whatever it may be. Um, he just does not lose. And we haven't seen that since – Tom Brady, obviously, but it going to other sports. That's Le LeBron James and Michael Jordan. You yeah, slip Michael up Jordan. one time, you give those two dudes an opportunity, they're probably going to make it to the championship, and more times out of not, they're going to win. No, I agree. I, I cannot see him losing, you know, this game, particularly because San Francisco, I don't think, is what we thought they were, you know, mid middle of the season, uh, you know, two-thirds of the way through the season. You know, Green Bay exposed them a little bit. Detroit, mm -hmm. I mean, they were up, like you said, 24 to 7. 
Uh, we see that offenses can move the ball against them. Like their defense is not, you know, what I thought they were, you know, midseason. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, you give you give Mahomes an opportunity and the way Kelsey's playing. And don't forget the coaching. Like, you know, Andy Reid has been there, done that. And and just to go back to the to the Baltimore game. I mean, to me, yes, uh Mahomes outplayed Lamar, no question. But Andy Reid outcoached uh, Harbaugh, no oh, question. Yeah. I mean, there's no. I yeah. mean, that was the. They had the number one. And, and I'm. I'm gonna go to Baltimore now. They had the number <laughs> one rushing offense, and they 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 rushed the ball what five six times total. So they totally yeah, panicked I, once they were down. Yeah, I was just watching NFL Live uh, before I came in here, and they showed how in multiple defensive sets, um, the Chiefs had five de- defensive backs, six defensive backs. Uh, two linebackers, one linebacker, four down linemen, three down linemen. What does that mean? You could probably run the ball, and the Ravens didn't do it. So, again, Lamar has some reason to be blamed. Zay Flowers, obviously the the highlight reel of, of bad mistakes, but the offense getting away from what would have won them the game, which is run the ball. Even with Lamar Jackson, I think only had six rushes himself. Like that – you're good again. You give Patrick Mahomes an opportunity, and for them, they did by not taking advantage of a bunch of defensive backs being on the field. Um, that's how you lose. And, and I don't think the uh, the 49ers will replicate that what, what the Ravens did, but I saw them get carved up by Jared Goff. So, I mean, I feel pretty certain that uh, Patrick Mahomes with Kelsey, with Rice, uh, even MVS, no Kadarius Tony, but uh, I believe that yeah. that. They can they can do that as well. And Taylor, yeah, I mean, they have, yeah. yeah, they have more. They have you know all of a sudden they have weapons like all all through the regular season. We're like, oh, they don't they don't have anything, and then you know they slowly develop their guys like Rice. Uh, he's he's a big time wide receiver at this point. Um, Kelsey's back in the mix, and uh, you know so now 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 we got the Super Bowl. We got Kelsey and uh and and uh Swift and the Swifties. So it'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I guess as we as we close out this sh- short Lamar Jackson segment, um, yeah, I, I, I guess we should make predictions. I mean, I, I kind of think everybody is clearly thinking Kansas City is gonna is gonna win handily. I don't know, man. Whenever that's the same problem I had with Baltimore when they said, you know, Baltimore had just man, it's, it's all laid out for them. They're at home. They got the best this, the best that. Lamar's at home, and I just started, saying, you know, I don't know, man. You know, now you're right. They also have Mahomes, but right. yeah. I just that's that's the just, that's the big joker. Yeah, yeah. So, but here, can't say it. But you just never know, man. And, and I just keep thinking of storylines. And if San Francisco went, you know, the, the, the thing that bothered me, I guess, and I knew this was going to happen as soon as Baltimore lost. I'm like listening to the you know the shows, the radio shows, you know, even on uh, uh, what's the first take or something. Now, last week, first take, after, after what's the name, after Lamar had the great game against Houston, they were saying how he's changing the game and how he's doing things his way and he's doing it this way and his dress and his talk and blah, 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 blah. Like, then they lose and the whole thing, trade him, you know, what do we say this morning? Trade him to New Orleans. You know, get him out of town. You know, you can't, you know. He'll never win. Then I'm hearing, and, and again, you know this is going to come up. Uh, this, these, kind of, these guys are you know, older, older white guys. I'm like, well, you know, I don't know. You can't really win with that style, that style of play. And, you know, 
he, he can't really process it. They were sending all the blitz in and he couldn't process it. And I mean, all the stuff that you, you don't want to hear, you know, that we've been resisting for years, you're hearing and, and you can't say anything because they lost. If they would, yeah. if he would have won, they would have had to grit their teeth and like just say, all right, well, get him in the Super Bowl, you know. But it's something about quote unquote that style of play because playground, street ball, whatever, whatever. But when the chips are down, you can't really systematize stuff. You can't really yeah. process yeah. it. So that that's why I I uh, just felt bad because I knew I was going to have to hear it. But in, in in this business, you either win or you lose. You know, yeah. so yeah. you know, on the next year. And it's almost, it's almost like we, we, we knew it was coming, coming. Right. Right? right? We knew we that it would be the discussion if Lamar lost. And uh, Martensi, let me ask you, you know, what, what's your take on the on, on the reaction of it? I mean, I know you knew this was coming too. And then also, you know, in, in, in terms of what happened with uh, Josh Allen, when he lost, there was almost like, there was almost, you know, from people, you know, from black America too, we wanted to jump on Josh Allen because we knew that's the treatment that someone like Lamar Jackson got. So, so we have Allen loses. There's all kind of discussion as far as that goes. Now Lamar loses. There's all kind of discussion as far as that goes. What's your take on that? On that overall? On that total discussion? Uh, that racism is still well uh, and alive in America. That's that's <laughs> that's my main takeaway. That's why again, I think with Brock Purdy. It wasn't, it's not just black people in the media who are heavily critical of him, but like we the loudest voices about it because we've seen this before, right? Someone who is I, but getting compared to Joe Montana, which I saw uh, Purdy be compared to. Um, the reaction, is, I mean, it's what you expect. Like every quarterback, save for Patrick Mahomes, is going to get criticized when they lose, right? Unless you're a rookie or something. But like, Josh Allen, it's that he can be reckless. He wasn't in that Chiefs game, to, to be clear, but he's never made it past the conference championship either. He's he's gone as far as Lamar has, right? But he's the second coming, right? He is on the same level as Bachelor Mahomes, let some of these other folks tell you. Um, and then for Lamar, I, I haven't seen a lot of the comments. Uh, I, I've been a deep haze today from, from being in Baltimore last night, but – um, I can assume it's again the the there's a formula to beat him. Um, it's very playground like you can't win with a mobile quarterback, even though he only ran the ball six times. Um, I I've, I've just come to accept that that's what's going to happen. Though I will say it's not just the black quarterbacks who get it. Like I said, it happens to Allen. Um, I mean, Jalen Hurts got it. He's by two. But, um, you know, if Baker Mayfield loses, if Jared Goff loses, you know, there'll be criticism. It won't be that loud just because they're not as popular as the other ones. But it's what I come to expect. I, I don't even get mad about it no more. Um, I mentioned it in my piece. And, and part of that was, and I, I wanted that to be clear in it too, is that um, part of all of this is the fact that he's a black quarterback. And there are these expectations for him to be above and beyond better than anyone else just to be considered average. Right. And the fact that he failed and not, I hate using the word failed, but the fact that they lost mm -hmm. um, and they lost in the way that they did and how he played, I know they won't come out and say it, but like the coded language is going to happen. And like, yeah, if you want to fight back against that narrative, which a lot of it is race based, like you got to actually mm -hmm. perform and he didn't. 
Um, so I expect all of that, but I ain't mad at it. Like, you know, I, 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 I live in America. I, I expect these, these things at this point. And that's probably why, you know, objectivity aside, you root for someone like him because then it proves against the theory that you have to be white or play like a white quarterback uh, to be successful in the NFL, which I just don't believe to be true. I think that they just haven't been giving the adequate opportunities and the let's just, you know, for Brock Purdy, for instance, like they haven't been given the weapons that a Brock Purdy has been given. You know, Cam Newton was throwing to Kelvin Benjamin, right? Right. Uh, yeah. uh, Michael Vick was throwing a peerless price, I believe, right? right. And who, even who's Lamar Donovan now. They have going through. Remember that? Only one time did he get an actual <laughs> adequate receiver, and what did they do? Go to the Super Bowl and almost win right. it, right? Um, right? Even Lamar this year, Zay Flowers is obviously good, but he's like five five. Right. So like your 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 number one receiver being that small, it's it's great, but it's not that much of an advantage. And then Odell Beckham, he's just not what he was, you know, right. five, six years ago. So um yeah, it's it's you know, it's what I expected. Um I saw a lot of it last night too, but and I guess I added to that chorus by what I wrote, but um <laughs> no, nah, it's 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 what you, but you gotta win. I mean, it, 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 yeah. you know, the that's the beautiful thing in this whether it's Jackie Robinson or you know, Ali talking or whatever, you know, when you win, then what can you say? You know, they told yeah. Joe Lewis back in the day, you know, said, knock him out. Don't worry about decisions. We don't want this to go to a decision. Right. Knock him out. Yeah. You right. know, yeah. we don't want any kind of, and I think the same thing with Lamar and anybody else that, you know, people before you, you know, Doug Williams or whatever, you, that's the burden of on You got to win. And you got to figure out a way to, whether it's getting this sports psychologist or getting better. I mean, like you said, this was his first time in the in the doing you know for the conference championship. All right, mm -hmm. so that was progress. Now you're Sisyphus, you know, you get the mount the, the rock almost up the hill, you know. Now it starts rolling back down. So now you got to start in you know July whenever he starts to push the back up with the idea one day you eventually get there, but you know, now you're 27, next year you're going to be 28. And right. you got this whole other group of young guys coming up behind you, you know, uh, Jaden Daniels, uh, who knows what's going to happen with the kid from Indianapolis uh, who was hurt, Richardson. Um, so, you know, I'm sure that this doesn't help alleviate the pressure, but uh, I'm still pulling for him. You know, I'm still, you know, I'm still pulling for him. And, you know, pull it from a homes, you know, because don't let him lose. I mean, just like we're talking about this, and we don't think there's no way we think that it could flip, right? That because he's almost become like in the inner circle. But don't <laughs> let him lose because all of a sudden, Monday, man, wow, you know, I mean, I can't even imagine the shit they're going to say, <laughs> you know. So, especially losing to Purdy of all people. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, it just shows that, uh, all you need is somebody who's really just accurate. Accurate is the new, uh, what is it called? Standardized test. Accuracy is the new, you know, that has something to do with your intelligence quota. You know, they say, well, he's not accurate. He's dumb. You know, <laughs> you know, so, man, the struggles, the struggle continues. Hey, listen, Martinzi, man, thank you so much, man. This has been, been great, great column. Always work, you know. Now I guess you could now head to the NBA. What's what's going to be your next? Uh, are you seasonal or or, or is, is, issue based? 
Uh, a little column A, a little column B. Um, I'm working on some stuff right now. Obviously, the Wizards are my home team here. Um, so I do a lot of work with them. But, you know, yeah, now the NFL is out the way for the most part, or at least for me. Um, yeah, I'll move on to more NBA stuff. But, yeah, it'll be issue-based as it comes up. But, um, yeah, I'll be doing some what are, the, what are you going to write about with the Wizards? Yeah, they say you have a franchise? I thought they were going to move them to Seattle. <laughs> Yeah, for the time being, they are the Washington D.C. Wizards. Uh, though they will be moving to, likely moving to uh, Northern Virginia in the next couple of years. But uh, they have a guy on their team, their rookie from France, um, mm. named Bilal Koulibaly. Um, he was the, let's say, the Robin to Victor Wembanyama's uh, Batman on their French team last year. Um, he came out of nowhere, um, and the Wizards drafted him, I believe, ninth overall. In the first round, um, but you see something special in him. Now, get, don't get me wrong. You look at the stats; he's averaging like nine points, like probably four rebounds, whatever it may be. But um, if you saw how Giannis Antetokounmpo looked his first couple years, you see why. At least I, and I imagine the Wizards as well, see nothing but the moon and stars for Bilal. Like. He's unheralded right now, possibly because he plays for one of the worst teams um, in the league. But there's something special there. And before you know it, it'll be all-star and, like, star of a team if he obviously keeps on that progression. But um, that's that's for a couple years from now. Right now, he's a 19-year-old French kid who just moved to the nation's capital playing for, again, one of the worst teams in the league. Um, So I just talked about it with him um, adjusting obviously to America, but adjusting to playing in the NBA, um, what that experience has been like for him. I can't give a lot away, but the man is a big, big fan of Chick-fil-A. Uh, he discovered that <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that Chick-fil-A, the Chick-fil-A sandwich and the uh, lemonade. He's a, he's a big fan of that, but uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's my next thing. But there's a lot with, there's Jordan Poole, obviously um, the move to Northern Virginia. There's a lot of stuff. Uh, there's a lot of stories for, for this team um, that don't necessarily have to do with like the winning and losing because it's a lot of losing right now. But um, if they keep with their vision and and they change the way that they've been operating the last decade, I say um, they could build something special, but it's not going to happen tomorrow. You know, probably not even two or three years from now, but I think in the long term, um, you know, you all won't be cracking jokes about the Washington Wizards because there'll there'll be a team that you see on ESPN and not Fest. Let me before before you go. Let me ask you one last Wizards question. What about I saw Unselled? Right, they pushed him upstairs. Yeah. What, yeah. what was your take on that? I mean, that just seemed like he got fired, and because his dad was such an integral part of the franchise, that they kind of pushed it off as a, as a promotion in a sense. Uh, that man wants to coach. I, I don't think he wants a front office space. Um, but my take on this, and this is my, I, there's no reporting behind this, but they were losing like they were supposed to, right? This is a clear tank job. They called it, I think, a rebuild or, or some other um, word, but um, they were losing, but I don't think the way they liked the way that they were losing, right? Uh, they didn't want it to seem so clear <laughs> that they're they're tanking, but and it's no offense to these two players, but if Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole are your best two players, like I don't know what your expectations are, right? That's not Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, right? That's not Kevin Durant and um Devin Booker, right? So what's your expectations are? Like 
it can't be that high. But I think they want with the word that they kept using in the press conference that the the general manager and the president had after until was fired was that they want to be competitive. That seems like an oxymoron compared to right. wanting to tank. But um, I just don't think they like the visuals of the team not playing defense and not being as competitive as they possibly could be. But with the roster that they constructed and really the mandate, it seemed like it is to lose. I, I don't know how much better they expected them to be because they're in position right now, I think, to get the number two pick. Um, they get too competitive and they ain't going to be picking in the top three or four. So yeah. I, it doesn't make sense to me, but I think it's just the opposite thing to be quiet. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. But I mean, from, yeah. from, 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 from the journalist standpoint, it's wonderful. I mean, there's so much stuff to write, you know, yeah. but I just, but you know, but that franchise, man, it just seems, it's just like the black hole, you know? Yeah. But, they've been, they've been stuck in the mud for a while and like, it's, it's draft picks, obviously. Um, I don't know much about Ted Leonis, the, the owner, but I don't know how well that's going. Now they're trying to move the team. Um, yeah, like I said, it, it's not great. <laughs> and they don't really, outside of that championship 50 years ago, um, they haven't seen really much success. But, uh, yeah, like I said, if they keep on this path and they go the way that they're going right now, I think – let's give it five years around the time that they're supposed to move to Northern Virginia. I think they will be a competent franchise at that point, but right now yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's rough, man. It's rough. Well, we'll have you on before that, you know, yeah. hopefully. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Martinsy John say, hey, man, thank you so much, man. Great to have you as a colleague. Great to have you as a guest. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll watch the Super Bowl and we'll see what happens, man, you know, and, uh, we'll keep tabs on all this stuff. Where Lamar's going, maybe you got maybe you're running him in Disney World, you know. <laughs> Who knows? I, what's funny was I was I was watching video from oh it was in the 2019 loss I think it was 2019 loss and someone asked him about the Pro Bowl which I thought that's an interesting way to take this press conference but okay and he basically said f the Pro Bowl uh, I don't know if he even showed up or not but yeah I don't think I'm gonna see him there probably not. yeah probably not probably not. All right. Hey, Mackenzie, thanks so much. Jamal, it's been, you know, great as usual. Yes. Um, and I think you have, don't you have your pitch, things you're supposed to say before we sign off? But Yeah, of course, you know, we're brought to you by Bet Online. Don't, you know, so get out there and make your bets. I haven't I haven't looked at the lines today, so I, I can't give you any bets today, but uh uh do that. Uh continue to follow us on social media at BrosPod on Twitter at BrosPod on Instagram. And uh, uh, we'll be back next week talking about, I guess, the Super Bowl, right? Brock Purdy. (laughs) Brock Purdy. (laughs) All right. Hey, everybody, stay safe. If you're not vaccinated, get vaccinated. And by all means, continue to pray. (laughs) All right. God bless, everybody.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.